Why do we seek baptism for ourselves and for our children? We know that baptism is the way that we become part of the church. And yet, we need to understand more than that. Today, we celebrate the feast of our Lord Jesus' baptism. And as we examine it, we learn more about who he is. And then in turn, we learn more about the great effects of the baptism that we too have received. We notice, first of all, that we are back with someone that we were seeing in the Advent season, St. John the Baptist. For during the Advent season, we were hearing from him. Since his mission was to prepare the people of his time to be ready to welcome the Messiah. And we recall that he did this not only through his words of preaching, but also by carrying out a baptism of repentance. Because in doing this, he was enabling people to undertake an action that could be very important to them. For them, who had been all their lives part of the people of Israel, in order to enter into that water in a baptism of repentance, they were saying, like someone undergoing purification, I need to be made pure from my past sins. Or they were saying, like someone who is converting and becoming part of the people of Israel and who gains a whole different identity, a different nation, a different family by the baptism of conversion, so too I need to make that kind of radical change becoming a different person who comes out of the water from the one who went in. And so for them to do this was symbolic, but surely more, that, that for them to actually make the choice to enter into that water was in a much stronger way to choose this turning of their lives. This was a very valuable and powerful thing that St. John the Baptist offered to people. And yet we heard him say, when the Messiah comes, he will transform baptism and make it so much more powerful than that. I am baptizing you with water. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. So, one day, who should come to him seeking baptism but the one whose coming he had been proclaiming, Jesus the Messiah himself. And we recall that in some of the accounts in the other Gospels that, as we might guess, he objected to this, saying, in effect, wait, this is for repentance, people turning away from sins. You don't have any sins you need to repent of. And Jesus said, no, let us let it be this way for now, for the sake of fulfilling all righteousness. When Jesus entered that water, he didn't do it for his own sake because he needed it. He did it for ours. He did it, first of all, to give us an example, to lead us, to say, this is the way that you will need to proceed to gain life. Go into the waters of baptism. Follow me as I am showing you. 
But he did it not only to give us that example, but also to accomplish a transformation. For when he, the perfectly holy one, entered into that water, he consecrated that water, he transformed it, he gave it the holiness and the power that it would need. So that when we go into that water, it can then make us holy. He can make us holy using it as his instrument. Our Lord Jesus went into his baptism for our sake, for our need. Our Lord Jesus also went to his baptism for the sake of revelation. We've been celebrating during this season that he, God the Son from all eternity, took on human nature in the incarnation and was born a baby in Bethlehem. But of course, so much of this was hidden. And so we came last week to celebrate the feast of his epiphany, which is a manifestation, a making visible and perceptible of what was true but hidden. This feast traditionally considers three events as being especially important in making manifest to our eyes and our minds who he is. One was the event that we remembered last week, that the star drew the magi to journey and find him, and their gifts too made manifest who he was. The second is the feast we celebrate today. The third we'll actually hear about next week, which is his first miraculous sign at the wedding feast at Cana. But this, this is one of those events. For in this event, something unusual happens, something we rarely see in the Bible, which is that in one moment, we see visibly or audibly before us all three persons of the Trinity. For we saw the Holy Spirit coming down, made visible like a dove. And we heard the voice of the Father saying, You are my beloved Son. With you I am well pleased. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, there they are. We can see them and hear them, something we had no idea about. But for our Lord Jesus came and revealed this to us. And in particular, we hear the Father tell us who Jesus is, that he is the Son. And this is the heart of Jesus' identity. From all eternity, but still in his earthly ministry, that he is the Son, beloved of the Father and loving him completely. We also see that he is the Messiah. And this then leads us to a third point of what his baptism was about. His baptism was about his mission. We call him the Christ. And this is not just another name, like Jesus is a name. It is a title. Christ coming from the Greek, Messiah coming from the Hebrew, meant anointed. One who had been anointed with oil. In the Old Covenant... Prophets were anointed, priests were anointed, and especially kings were anointed in order to begin this new role, a sort of commissioning in which for everyone else to see and also for their own strengthening, they were anointed to begin this new life of service. 
in a sense, they were all Christ. They were all anointed. But the people of Israel had come to learn through the prophets that there was a special one, one who would surpass any of the others, a special Messiah, a special anointed one. And this was then who Jesus was and is. When then did this anointing occur for which he has this title of being anointed? In a sense, he was anointed from all eternity in his divinity. In his humanity, he was anointed right there by the Holy Spirit as the Holy Spirit came down upon him. There is the anointing that gives him the title by which we call him, that he is the anointed one. And it is then that this whole new phase of carrying out his mission would begin. On that day, he entered into the water and emerged from it to begin this new phase of the mission that would carry him to enter into death itself, to conquer it and to emerge on the other side, beginning the resurrection. The two go together. He was signifying what he would do. He was beginning the path that would take him to fulfill that mission on which the Father had sent him. This then is what Jesus' baptism was. It was for our sake. It was to reveal who he was. It was to begin a new phase of his mission. What then about our baptism? Our Lord sent his apostles into all the world to make disciples and to baptize in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. You know, if you visit the Holy Land as a pilgrim, one of the places you'll probably visit is the Jordan River. Pilgrims naturally want to find the place where Jesus was baptized. There's a few different places that claim to be that place because it's a natural desire to want to go into the same water the same water where Jesus himself was baptized. It's a natural desire. But in a way, more than the water of the Jordan, even if we find the right place was the same water, that water in that font and every other baptismal font, when the power of the Holy Spirit has been called down upon it, is really the same water. When we enter after Jesus into that baptismal water, that same water, we come out different. For that power has been applied to us. And one of the effects of baptism is what we call the sacramental character, a change to our soul, like a brand or an impression or a tattoo or a mark. And you know that I suspect that when an angel looks at you who have been baptized, your guardian angel or any other angel, or any demon, that they see that mark shining out of you? How could it be otherwise when we consider what it is? They see it. They see it shining upon your soul for all eternity. Do we see it? They do. When we enter into this baptism that our Lord Jesus has transformed, our identity is transformed. That power of his applied to us 
unites us to him from then on. Of course, it washes away all sin, including that stain of original sin that could not be washed away any other way. In our being united to him, we are then adopted into his own identity. He is the only begotten son of the Father, and we receive adoption as sons and daughters of God the Father. We, too, are filled with the Holy Spirit. And so it is that in our baptism, we hear in a new and true way, you are my beloved son. You are my beloved daughter. In you, I am well pleased. And being so united, of course, then we share in Christ's mission. His mission within us. So that from that day forward, as we begin a new life adventure, he is at work changing us to help us become what he has made us at that moment. To become saints. But not only within us, but also outside as he calls us in our actions day by day, in our families, in public, to live out our share in his mission. The changes within us leading to our actions without. The actions without changing us within. Our life is a mission united to his. This, then, is what baptism is. It makes us members of the church, but what a church of what members? Shining before all angels and all demons, united, adopted, filled with the Holy Spirit, and living out that mission. What a church Jesus has made. But when we look in the mirror, what do we see? Do we see what the angels and the demons see? Do we see different things and hear different things? Do we see, I'm not as smart as that person. I'm not as good looking as that person. I don't belong here. Only if I do what this person says will they accept me or approve me. Only if I buy that product will I be able to get what I want. I need to try and try in order to matter. Is that the things that we hear? So we shape our lives accordingly? Or do we hear the truth? Do we hear the Father's voice to us shining out of that baptism? You are my beloved son. You are my beloved daughter. In you, I am well pleased. And are we then ready to embrace that identity and that mission and to say back, yes, Lord, I come to do your will.